Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita. Welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Epa, no seas malpensada. That's mamas as in, hey, mama. Y todas las semanas te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Aquí se habla Spanglish. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izarra. Welcome, mamacitas, to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Our mission with the Mamas con Ganas podcast is to bring you inspiring Latina stories. And today's story is a very inspiring one. I have here Ms. Gisenia Reyes, co-founder of We Care Chemo Kits. She's a cancer survivor who's going to tell us how she turned fear into faith. Welcome, Gisenia. Such a delight to have you here with us. We actually have a very, um, we have a mutual friend, and I've been listening to um, Gisenia's story for a while through our, through our mutual friend, and she kept saying, you have to interview Gisenia. She's such an inspiring woman, and I met her, and it's true, you are a light. Thank you so much. So welcome, and um, just so that our listeners know a little bit about you, tell us a little bit about your background. Yes, well, I'm Cuban Puerto Rican. I am 35 years old, and as you said, a cancer survivor, and that is such an accomplishment. I, I realize how many people can benefit, even if you've never had cancer, from hearing such a testimony. Absolutely. How did you find out that you had cancer? Well, it was October of 2015, where in the middle of the night, I had some excruciating knee pain and I've never had or experienced such pain. And I took a painkiller and it went away, but it came back again two or three days later. And a, at that a knee point, pain? Yes. Okay. okay. And so I visited my doctor and she did bl blood work. And then she had me come back and do blood work again within two weeks. And when she compared my blood work, I, my white blood cell count has, had dropped significantly. And so she called me up and she says, Jessenia, you need to go to the hospital. Don't let them um, t have you go home. There's something wrong. You need to get checked. It's already outside of my scope of work. And so at that point, I went to my local hospital and all the tests were negative, but there was abnormalities in my blood work. And at that point, they said, we have no other option than to do a bone marrow biopsy which that's basically going into your bone and, and extracting the bone marrow. And that obviously was very painful. It was very painful. And after that, I had throughout my course of treatment, five additional bone marrow biopsies. Wow. And, you know, um, were very, very painful. I initially when you had this knee pain, um, did you, did you have a feeling that it was something that was no. like that? Or did you think it maybe was like, a, I don't know, a muscle that you pulled or? No, I, um, Obviously, I went straight to WebMD, as everybody uh, does, and I obviously, I, I'm like, I'm dying, that's it, I'm dying, because I also started having night sweats. 
So I couldn't explain these symptoms that I was having and uh, WebMD you know, has all kinds of symptoms for all kinds of diseases. And um, so I'm like, that's it, I'm dying, I don't know what's, but I never thought cancer for some reason or another, I never thought cancer. And um, when I was diagnosed, ironically enough, I never felt I was going to die. I mean, I had that little doubt here and there, but I never felt I was going to die and thank God I'm here, I'm you know, a yes. cancer survivor. Well, that's what I was actually gonna ask you. What was yeah. like your first initial response when you heard it? Well, when the doctor called me one afternoon and told me my initial reaction was, okay, what's the next step? What do we do? What, what's the solution? And uh, that I immediately I went into to chemotherapy treatment, what they call the induction phase. Immediately, like how, how soon within after? Within two weeks. I, within I was, two weeks. I was diagnosed with an aggressive type of blood cancer, which is called acute myeloid leukemia. Acute and, myeloid leukemia. Yes, and he said if I don't go into straight chemotherapy treatment as soon as possible, that I could have died because it was an aggressive type of blood cancer. So you were lucky that you were actually diagnosed. smart time. enough also to go to the doctor right. and, and know that there was something wrong there. Um, Jisenia, is there anybody else in your family that has had cancer? Yes, my mom unfortunately passed away of cancer. And my mom had another rare kind of cancer. She was the first case of cancer in our family on the maternal side. And um, it was her sarcoma. And she was diagnosed and four months later she passed away. This was in uh, 2004. 2004. On my dad's side, my grandmother, um, she lived in Cuba. and she passed away of leukemia. But it's important to note that leukemia is not hereditary. However, they're doing research, further research now to see if there is a link that is hereditary. So it's just, as, as of right now, people think it's just chance that you yeah. got it. Yes. Absolute just chance. As a matter of fact, it also is um, a blood cancer that affects elderly people. So when my doctor called me to give me the diagnosis, he said, you know, it's unfortunate because this is something that affects older senior citizens so not not normally people that are your age yes. but now more more and more younger people are being diagnosed and um, as I was mentioning that in a prior conversation with you I believe that it's all genetically modified food and um, just all these hormones and meat and everything that I believe affects women and men and children today we see so much, you know, obesity and just so many children and young people being diagnosed with cancer and all kinds of other diseases. Um, so you were diagnosed with it. You were basically sent into chemotherapy treatment um, within the two weeks yes. that you were diagnosed. Tell us about that journey, what it was like. Um, also, you know, how long were you on those treatments for? Okay. I went into treatment, as I said, two weeks shortly after being diagnosed, and there's that fight or flight response that we all go through, and I've always been a fighter, I've always tackled any problems head on, and to be frank with you, I was excited to go into chemotherapy treatment just because I had the mindset of I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get through this, and I'm going to fight, and and be able to help people through it. Excited though, Excited. Like, that's like, that's Ex like, it's shocking that you actually say that word. Yes. So it was more like, okay, I got this and now I have to go through it and now I'm gonna, this is, if this is what it's gonna take, it's what it's gonna take. Right. And then I was also excited to shave my, my hair off because it, it, I, I, <laughs> I know. Um, 
I was uh, I was losing a lot of hair and I'm like you know what I don't want to stay with the traumatic um, memory of having chunks of hair falling out or whole yeah, right so I'm um, I'm like dad shave my hair off I'm, I'm good and that next morning I was excited and I I, um, I liked it I'm like I don't look so bad with my without hair but then it was the after effects you know going home and seeing myself bald and um, just I remember ignoring the mirrors and it was a very traumatic moment for me so many people think that once you're cancer free that 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 you're good and it's not there's emotional effects and physical effects i gained weight 25 pounds from the steroids in the chemotherapy treatment because the steroids make you yeah right yes it makes you gain weight i lost my hair twice in the process and then for how come twice when you said you use your yes. hair twice how come you because you went to chemotherapy and then you did it again or no um i so the first time i that was the initial treatment i, I that's when i decided to share my shave my head off because um, I was losing a lot of hair, but then a couple months later, it had already started to grow, but my doctors recommended that I do a stem cell transplant. So at that moment, my hair had grown already. So How long was it about? Oh no, it was just a short bob. But, but you had hair. I had hair. You had hair. <laughs> yeah. So I was getting excited. Okay, my, my hair is growing back. And then I, I end up doing the stem cell transplant and it falls again. At that point, it was skin bald. So one of the things I do regret not doing it was photographing, documenting my journey as far as my hair. Um, I just thought that being, you know, a single young woman, that you're stripped of your identity. Like of a, a little bit of that um, femininity, right? Yes. So I, I always wore my wig and it's, I have a few pictures. I, I didn't take much pictures and one or two videos. So looking back, I wish I would have done that just to have more um, more of my story documented to be able to even show pictures and videos to to those that are going through the process but nonetheless you know I've been able to to visit other cancer patients and show them that you know you can do it too so yeah absolutely absolutely I think that when we're going through moments of hardship sometimes we have a hard time documenting those moments right and that's why sometimes, you know, during social, when people post things on social media, everybody posts when they're going through good things. Right. But when they're going through bad things, a lot of people don't post because, that. and that's why it's sort of a, a torped view of, of life because it only shows the good moments. And the truth is that we all go through ups and downs. Right. So that's when you hear of these inspiring stories. It's, it's um, so motivating because you realize like, wow, she's going through that as well. You know, when it comes to social media and even our persona day to day, you don't see the behind the curtain, behind the scenes, what's going on in your personal life. We, we tend to put on this facade or just be happy all the time when in fact you're going through so many different things at home or in your personal life, relationships or health wise. And um, I think it's important that we share our stories more because there's so many people out there in the world that are hurting. And if we keep silent, we're not able to help others overcome and realize I'm not alone in this journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what was the most difficult part of your journey? For me, it was losing my hair. The losing of the hair. Losing my hair and then gaining weight. I think, you know, as women, we obviously want to keep ourselves healthy, but it's unfortunate that media and magazines tells us the definition of what beauty is. And really beauty 
it, it's important that we take our, care of ourselves physically, but more so internally. And I've always unfortunately struggled with self-esteem and my weight issues. And I, once I was able to come out of treatment and realize that I, I've gained 25 pounds, I've lost my hair. I used to, I, mean, I am single. So I used to joke with my friends. I'm like, great, I'm single, bald and fat. <laughs> no, we do but, that to ourselves as yes. women it's crazy it's like mm -hmm. we go to like sometimes the the worst part of ourselves and unfortunately we also tie a lot of times right now in our society as we were speaking about earlier like our self-worth you know to what we look like mm -hmm. you know and 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 we put so much pressure like on ourselves you know to look a certain way and to and and, and we Unfortunately, sometimes nurture more like the physicality of ourselves more than nurturing what's inside. And at the end of the day, the more we nurture what's inside, that is what is going to uplift us and get us through like the difficult times. And tell us, you know, talking specifically about this, what is it that, you know, gave you hope that when, because when you say, you know, you were excited because you were going to fight through it and you, you know, you had the, the, the faith that you were going to survive it. What was it? that helped you go through this struggle, you know, but have that faith that you were going to, you know, survive it? Well, it's definitely having a relationship with God and with Jesus. I've been in church for eight years and uh, being well rooted in Christ and knowing the word of God definitely helped me overcome such a traumatic moment in my life. And just knowing in the back of my head that I know, you know, at some given point that I want to turn it around for good. In fact, there's a Bible scripture that says what God, what the enemy intends for bad, God will turn it around for your good. And so Amen. I just kept on, held on to that scripture and knew that, you know, in the right opportune time, I would turn it around and be able to help other people, both men and women and children overcome and know that there's hope, that um, there's people that understand what they're going through firsthand and have made it on the other side and that they will too. And you are helping people through your organization, We Care Chemo Kits. Yes. First of all, before we get into like what We Care Chemo Kits does, tell us what was that turning point or that, was there a moment where you realized this struggle, I can turn it around and do something, you know, to, to actually give light to the world and, and, and actually help other people? Was there a moment that you realized I'm going to do something with this? Yes. Uh, I went through treatment with um, a young lady. Her name is Marilena Rado and um, she... We went through treatment together, but unfortunately she relapsed. And so when I went to go visit her for the first time, I thought, okay, what can I do to take, you know, take her something that will brighten up her day? And I recall a friend of mine had brought me a little basket full of goodies when I was going through treatment. And I remember the items were just hand selected and a well thought out gift. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna do that for her. And when I did, I, since I went through the, the process firsthand, I knew what items would be able to be helpful for her throughout this process, such as like activity items, adult coloring books, which is very therapeutic, um, little handheld games, puzzles, she loved puzzles, and um, just other items that will help her while she's there in the hospital and even things to decorate her room and um, hospital rooms tend to be bland and so I brought things to decorate the walls and just balloons and... And I don't think so. many people know just how long of a time you actually spend at the hospital when you're undergoing chemotherapy treatment. How yes. long, you know, over 
the length of time that you had all these treatments done, were you at the hospital? I spent over 100 days collectively throughout my treatment process. When you're initially diagnosed, you're there for a minimum of 30 days. When you're doing a stem cell transplant, you're there for a minimum of 30 days. So this is a time where the patient is so important and I always harp on that and tell people how important it is to go and visit your friends and family in the hospital. We, we tend to have time, especially when the family already exceeds their uh, time off, their either vacation time that they take or personal time off. Um, that's where the friends step in or even other volunteers. It's so important that volunteers start um, going to the hospital as well because it's such a tough time and it's been proven that those that have a good support system tend to do better when they're going through something like this. What advice would you give any women that are going through that st struggle right now and that they might not see light at the end of the tunnel? To keep the faith and you know what, that it's okay to cry. It's okay, okay to cry and um, not be so hard on ourselves. I think that when we're going through something so difficult, we tend to be there and stronger for others, but it's okay to internalize and realize, you know what, this is my situation. Be real you know, with yourself and, and accept it, but moving forward, knowing that there's go, there is a way out, that there's other survivors, that luckily we're in a time where medicine has advanced enough where there are treatments to, to lead into a cure. There's no cure for cancer, however, there's treatments that are able to help you live a long and healthy life. The stem cell transplant being one of them, I uh, was recommended to do a stem cell transplant because it eliminated the, the, the chances of me relapsing. I was fortunate enough to have an identical twin sister. That That's right. That's where we're going next. Yeah. See how your sister was integral in this entire process of your, of your recuperation. Yes. She served as my stem cell donor. And so uh, because of her, I am able to stay, you know, say I am cancer free and God willing will never have to deal with this again. Amen. Are there any moments where you're afraid that it could come back? Absolutely not. I don't focus on that. Good. I focus on the positive. I focus on you know all the dreams and aspirations I have moving forward and how I can help other people. Yes, yes. And then now tell us about, you know, so We Care Chemo Kits is basically the idea that sprung from that realization that that gift that you received yes. from your friend was so helpful in the hospital. Right, so when I took it to her, her reaction was over the top. Just, she was so happy and um, just giddy and she, she even said, wow, this changed the outlook for the rest of the day. And because of that, that at that moment, it, it, you know, there was a light bulb in my head and I said, I wanna do this for every cancer patient. And that's how We Care Chemo Kits was born. Yay! And you do this with your sister, right? I do this with my sister. We're the co-founder. I'm a co-founder, and, and with her. And uh, we, what we do is take care packages, essentially, to pediatrics, which is kids and adults. So we've been able to deliver over 250 chemo kits just last year when we started wow. the organization. And you deliver them personally, yes, right? Yes, we, we deliver them personally. And I also have other cancer survivors deliver them. As, the, as volunteers. As volunteers. And so when we deliver the care package, we are able to tell them, look, we were in your same situation. And it's uh, they're facing uh, seeing hope face to face. Yes, and that's very different from somebody who has not gone through what they've right. gone through because you stepping into that room must be like, she did it, yes. I can do it as well. Yes, 
I actually had one experience where it just came came full circle for me. I, I walked into a room and I found a lady crying, and um, I I tried you know I consoled her and was just talking with her and in my conversation I told her look you know I was in the room right next to you a year ago oh my gosh yeah and so oh my gosh <laughs> sorry she, she told me I was today was the hardest day of my treatment and I was just ready to give up I was ready to give up and give up hope because everybody I know that has been diagnosed with cancer has died and I didn't see any way out for me and she's like, you have no idea what you're, you, you coming here and just sharing your story has done for me, has given me hope. And that's why I'm an advocate now to let other people know to share their story, regardless. For me, it was cancer, but everyone has gone through something. Everybody has a story, whether it's sexual abuse, divorce, whatever it is. It's so important that we share our story to help others. Yes, because other people... You know, things that we go through, that we survive through, and that we come out on the other end. You know, there's so many people that go through that same story, and we think it's so unique to ourselves. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people go through cancer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go through divorce, like you said. A lot of people go through heartbreak. And, yes. and, and so if we all join together and use those stories of survival and those stories that have made us stronger and... and, and and use that energy to help people that are have, are going through the same thing. The world would be such a such a better place. Mm -hmm. I believe that we have to realize that there's purpose in our pain, and how we need to conquer fear with faith. And just you know, as I said, everyone has a story, and and we should be open to the idea of being frank and just vulnerable to share. If we all yes. shared our story, we would all overcome. I believe that. Um, our hurt is our healing. Once we face what we're hurting and be able to overcome that, we will heal from it. And once we heal, we give the opportunity for other people to heal through sharing our story. And, and what you say is so, it's so valuable because allowing ourselves to cry in yes. those moments, allowing ourselves to feel that pain. I feel like a lot of times nowadays people want to medicate through the pain or people mm -hmm. don't want to feel it. They want to push their feelings to the back, but I think one of the most therapeutic things that we can do for ourselves is to allow ourselves to be in that moment of the pain and just to let it out, whether it is through crying, you know, and there's a lot of other things that can help us, but mm -hmm. we need to feel and go through that mm -hmm. so that it doesn't come back and, 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 and kick us in the butt later on, I yes, say, you know, because right. if we, a lot of times when we keep these things inside and we don't go through that, I guess, mourning process, of the situation that we're going through or that pain, then we don't, we're not really going through that journey. And it's through, it's by going through that journey, by crying all we need to cry to go through that journey, we're able to come out on the other end healed, like you said. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, Gisenia, is there a, any book that you've read that has um, impacted you profoundly or anything that you, that yes, any book? Yes, I've read several self-help books and um, from other cancer survivors and just other other uh, things that people have overcome. But I, I'd like to circle back to the Bible. The Bible is the living word and has allowed me to see things from a perspective, like I said, that there's purpose behind it. I, and I go back to that scripture. There, you know what the enemy intends for bad, God will turn it around for good. What the and enemy intends for bad? 
God will turn it around God for God will good. turn it around for good. And it takes courage to be vulnerable. It takes courage to trust and humility to know that God is God. And God knows the things, why he allows things in our life. And if we just see things from that perspective, we know, you know, that that he is God and that he's looking after us and that we are to do something with that pain to absolutely absolutely um and talking about books yes miss gisenia here is also writing her own book right yes, which yes. we can't reveal a lot of things about it yet yes. but it's coming yes definitely i i it is an autobiography slash self-help slash inspirational i i do mention there how my faith was an integral part of of my healing and and overcoming and fighting and um, there's also tips about self-help and, and what we can do to, to face these problems head on. And uh, obviously my autobiography, my story, sharing my personal story. And cancer is just a little tidbit of my life. I've gone, unfortunately, through a lot of different things in a lot of different areas, personally, professionally, relationships, that I feel that I know I can reach an audience that has just hurt. And I believe that's everybody. We this is a hurting world. Mm -hmm. We all seek other things to self-medicate, like you were saying, and fill that void that only God can fill. Yes, yes. And and um, now going back, because I was thinking about I don't know why you were talking about your book. I was also thinking about the video. She did this video, Miss Jesenia, <laughs> where she plays Pitbull in the background, yes. and it's like a music video, but it's you going through chemotherapy. Yes. When I saw that, and we're gonna share that on the link of the website once we put um, you know this podcast on my on, on the Mamas Con Ganas website. Um, I want to share that link because I, I cried through it, but I was laughing and crying at the same time because I'm like, wow, she had you, you were putting on makeup and you're going through the hospital dancing in with heels. people in heels, <laughs> in heels, chemotherapy in heels, and I'm like, wow, like, you know, I haven't gone through something like this, but I, there was something that you know, there's, it's such a beautiful like way of just saying, you know what. You might want to bring me down, but right. I'm not going to get down, and I'm going to get through this and fight it. And it's right. very inspirational. Yes. It really is. Jisenya, um, any anything in life that you have, any dream that you have, aspiration that you have yet to fulfill? I believe the the book um, is definitely one of those, but it's in the process. Finally, I, I that's a, a goal I've had for a long time, and just something a legacy that I would love to to leave behind. Not only through the nonprofit, through We Care Chemo Kits, it's also just having people just realize that their pain and their trauma is not who they are. It's a part of their story, but it's not who they are. And just knowing that they can overcome that and fight back, whatever it is, that we are overcomers and that we have the power to turn it around for good. Absolutely, absolutely. Any mantras or prayers yes. that you say to yourself that help you get through your stuff? You know, I have it uh, written on with um, a marker, a dry erase marker on my bathroom mirror. It says, you are enough right here, right now. And that's something that I try to hold on to. It's still a, a process I'm going through, a healing process I'm going through. Um, in my mind, I feel like, oh, when I get to this certain weight, or when I have this job, or once I publish my book, then, you know, X, Y, and Z, or once whatever it is. Um, and that's not the case. That's not how we should view ourselves. 
because we're always going to want that next best thing. For some people, it's money. For some people, it's a relationship or status, whatever it is, weight, physical. Uh, so I try to tell myself that every morning. I am enough right here, right now. I love it. I love it. We are enough right here, yes. right now. Yay! Jisenia, yes. <laughs> tell our listeners where they can go so that they can find more information about We Care Chemo Kits and where they can donate money or become volunteers through your organization. Yes. Well, if you can visit www.wecarechemokits.org, there you will be able to see how you can get involved in our organization. We have three different ways where you can get involved in our organization. You can volunteer your time, or you can give financially, or you can give the items that go inside the chemo kits. These items are all practical, inspirational items that are useful for the cancer patient during the chemotherapy treatment process. So, And they can also see the video of you dancing the pimple on the yes. We Care Chemo Kits website. <laughs> yes, and we've also been fortunate to be featured in different media channels, local ch um, media channels, yes. channel four, channel six and seven have covered our story. And those videos are also on your website. They're also on our website and um, they highlight on our unique story, how my twin sister saved my life and just what has come out of it through forming this organization. It's definitely been a year of um, where I've been able to, a year of reflection where I've been able to see how far I've come. Thank you, Yesenia, yeah. for being part of our podcast. Yay! <laughs> hey, it's Valentina. Espero les gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed me some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. Gracias a oyentes como tú, podemos seguir creando contenido para otras latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir con tanto amor. Si tienen preguntas o comentarios, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales arroba mamasconganas. Hasta la próxima, es Valentina recordándoles... Don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.